Welcome back to I Want Business, the small business podcast brought to you by Clarity Creative Group. My name is Craig and I'm joined by my partner in crime, David. Yellows. And our producer, Brian Fritz of podcastingdoneright.com. This episode, we are going to be all about brand awareness, getting your name out. It's maybe the most important part of promoting your business. But first, we got to talk about our tool of the episode. David, lay some knowledge down. So if we're going to talk about brands, Craig, I want to talk about knowing what is being said about your brand. So let's talk about using Google Alerts. Google Alerts. I've heard of this. So, I mean, it's relatively a tool. Uh, It's free and it allows you to kind of keep your finger on the pulse of what is going on in the world of, um, you know, your everyone on the internet, of whatever it is (laughs) that you want to follow. So here's how Google Alerts Alerts works. Pretty much you type in whatever kind of phrase or word or maybe your name that you want to kind of know about if it's being uh, spoken about, if it's being updated, if there's any kind of news about it. You can set how often you want updates on it, uh, the source. So whether or not it's from like a blog or uh, a news site, a video, maybe it's uh, a discussion, um, what language, uh, what region. So, you know, if you're from maybe in our country, you can kind of source it out if, if you're, you're, you know, find United States or, or, or England or something. And then um, how, you know, are they only like best results or are they all results? I mean, how you want to be updated. So you can have, so it pretty much can do that for you once a day. You can do it once a week. You can do it as it happens. So as it finds new information, let's say I decide to do my name because I like to follow what's going on you with me. You are big in I, the world. I like me. People know you. So I'll create a Google alert for my name to find out when it's mentioned, when it's talked about, what, what, when at any point on Google does my name show up. Now, because I am so popular, I don't want it as it happens because I'm going to just be getting you know uh, tons uh, of alerts every day. Flood the box. So you could choose to do it once a day. So you get kind of like a co- uh, you know a collected. Hey, this is how often your name was mentioned. Now there might be other you know Davids out there that have you know my same name, and that's fine. That's normal. Uh, but you can kind of sort through it a little bit, and then you could also just get once a week to kind of find out. Hey, you know who's mentioning your brand, who's talking about, it, who's doing that. So it's just a, a, a really cool way to kind of follow on, on new stuff that's kind of being talked about on, on we Google. Actually, we actually have a few clients uh, with Clarity Creative Group that, that have used this tool before where on, on two ways. One, for, for brand reputation purposes, uh, where there's a Google alert set up for the brand name to see what's being said. Is anyone writing about it? I mean, imagine you're a local business here in Orlando. It, it'd be difficult for you to track every news source, but if you set up a Google alert and maybe Orlando Weekly or one of those new small magazines wrote about you, you'd find out. It, it's one way to find out. On the second element of it, going one piece deeper, you can actually put specific keywords you're interested in or your competitors and find out what's going on there. That kind of brings that other piece into it where you could really get some valuable research about what is going on in the marketplace of what you do for business by using Google Alerts. Yeah, so right, you're not just following, you, you could follow your competitors with it and it's not like they need to approve that you're getting alerted every time that they're mentioning. So you can kind of know what's going on with, with your competitors and how they're, they're doing things, what they're announcing, what, what's going on with them without having to spend, you know, maybe every day going on Google and Googling them. You know, it's, it's kind of nice. It, it can be done kind of automated. So it's a nice automated process to just kind of understand, get a 
get a, I, I guess, a, a update on, on what, what's going on with your brand or what's going on with your competitors. And they'll email it to you and it's really easy. We would recommend for, for all those small businesses out there that are getting started is set one up for, for your business name and set that to probably once a week where you'd get that and then find one to three of your competitors. There's always a competitor unless you're something brand spanking new that's never happened before and find out what's going on. Put a pulse on it. Again, daily probably doesn't make sense for you, but there's a weekly option where it batches it, puts it to you. It's a 10-minute spend on that email where you can see what's going on. Some of it's throwaway. Maybe it's a, a business in Cincinnati and you're worried about Orlando, but keeping a pulse of what's going on with both your brand name in other people's mouths, if you will, mm-hmm. and then your competitors, as well as maybe certain keywords, because maybe uh, I, we referenced this in our last episode, but maybe you make sandwiches. Maybe you're a sandwich maker, and you want to know if people are writing about that, and people are writing about this new type of sandwich. You're doing hoagies in Orlando, and you want to know if anyone's kind of trending on that, and that's what allows you to stay apprised of what's going on using a free tool, Google Alerts. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So if a new new fad in hoagies is coming out, you might actually be, you know, on top of it to maybe start creating that sandwich in your sandwich shop because, you know, maybe because you got an alert about, you know, new trends or, you know, if New York Times or if Forbes or, you know, foodnetwork.com starts talking about hoagies, it's like, okay, I'm starting to see a lot of articles about this. Maybe I need to, you know, switch from a sub shop to a hoagie shop. <laughs> I, li- I like I- where this went because I'm hungry <sighs> and too. I think David's hungry and we started talking about hoagies and it made me want to ask a trivia question. I know the listeners are cannot wait until later in the episode. They're just chomping at the bit. There will be some trivia. There's a three-question trivia. But so Hoagie is a nickname for a sandwich, a certain type of sandwich, the submarine sandwich, which is a nickname. Subs, what's the nickname for it in New York? Do you remember? It's different from the one that's in New England. It's different from the one that's, I mean, reg- it's regional. Do you remember my mom used to always call sandwiches this? A submarine? Hero. Oh, hero. Do you remember hero? Yeah. That was like a New York thing. Now, do you My wife calls them grinders. That's yeah. the New England one. Yes. That's the New England one. Is she from there? She's from Connecticut. That would do it. Yeah. New England, they're grinders. Hoagie is kind of all over the place. Submarines all over the place. Heroes, I only heard it in New York. This is completely unrelated, but if you're interested in finding out the nickname of sandwiches, set a Google alert right. for hoagies and grinders. <laughs> I'll bet you already reference. have one. I do. <laughs> I, I really am fond of sandwiches. That's totally unrelated. But if you own a sandwich company, it's important for you to get your brand out there, right? So many different people make sandwiches. You can go to Publix and get a sub. You can go to any supermarket these days and get a sub. What's going to make you different? It's getting your name out. And that's what this episode's about. This episode is about brand awareness. We're, I mean, we've touched so much recently on social media, but there's print media, there's web advertising, there's your website as a whole. There's so much going on here. Where do we start? Where, how, do you, how do you even begin to, to, to brand your business is, is, I think, the question. But I think maybe even going a little earlier is why is it important to have a brand? True. Why do I need, why do I need a logo? Why does it need to be recognizable? Why, why, do, why should I create something that you know, creates you know, people to kind of go, oh. I remember that. Yeah. 
So tell me. I want to know. You I'm a small know. business owner. I don't have a logo yet. I don't really have a brand, but I, I do stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, I paint houses. I make sandwiches. I do things. So why do I, why do I need a logo? Why do I need That's to right. create? It, it comes down to, I think, how, how we are in the, in the busy, busy world that we're at with so many options. Having a, a, a brand allows us to get our name out there, allows us to be like kind of little, little friendly reminders to help you kind of create this understanding of what you do, how you do, and allow people to remember you know, that you, you exist or you're around and make it, make it memorable. Exist. Yeah. I mean, if, how are people going to know if, if you don't have something? And then when they start seeing that brand multiple places, it begins to kind of go, oh, I know that company. And then some Logos are powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And then hopefully that, that logo kind of kind of works with what you do, right? So it's, it's that similar um, feel to, to, to kind of make you feel comfortable with that, that company. Branding as a whole... Is this is this large concept? So we're trying to break it down for you in this episode. We're, we're starting with that the, the logo, and again, for those of you out there, like I don't need that. I have just the name of my business, what I do. People understand it. That's fine. You will get to a certain point, and that point might be a great living for you, and you might make great money. You might be Jim's Moving Company, and you just call Jim's Moving Company, and people use you to move, and you're doing great. But if you want to be Jim's moving company and you have goals, and we're going to, that's a future episode, goal setting, and you actually want to reach this as a company that's doing millions of dollars down the road, you're probably going to need some sort of brand awareness. Maybe it's just a little truck, and in the J, it's like a little truck or something. Who cares? It doesn't matter what it is. It matters that down the road it's recognizable and that people can trust it. Mm -hmm. Logos are oddly about trust. So go ahead. It's, you know, you say logos and trust. It's so subliminal. Sometimes it you is. don't even notice it. I noticed a logo for not the right company. Yeah. And they pretty much took a logo exactly and changed one little color. They left the logo exactly as is. Which not is gonna, illegal. Not going to name the companies, that the the one that I saw. But I knew the company that I saw. But I went, wow, this, this looks like a recognizable brand. Right. Then I realized that, wait, all they are have just pretty much stole the other company's logo to make them look more like professional reputable exactly because i i i i knew what this logo was from but mentally i like you know i mean my mind my psychology put two and two together and went oh this is a, a brand it's not it was not a brand it was right. like you know a local small business that took the logo to try to make it into their brand but you 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 can't do that, but I saw the well, they, power. They had a good it. idea, bad execution. Yeah, yeah. They knew that they needed something mm-hmm. to look out there. Mm-hmm. They needed it to look a certain way. Something memorable. Memorable. They went ahead and stole it. You can't do that. I'm going to give two examples that might again send us off on tangents, but two Never. two logos that to me are iconic. One, the first one is the Nike swoosh, and a lot of effort was put into that. That, but it's so simple, it doesn't look that way. It looks so simplistic, you would think, oh, that was just a nothing. I have a question for you. Yeah. Okay, so obviously a, a marketing company came up with the swoosh, right? One woman One, that right. worked for, I know, yeah, I, I know the story. Okay, well, I'm just saying, do you think that she, you know, said her thing and the people in the room that rolled their eyes, what they must be thinking about right now? Well, and, and that's the thing. She. This was a graphic designer. That, so the, the CEO, very rich dude of Nike, it's Phil Knight, big guy, big mm-hmm. philanthropist, whatever. He commissioned her to do this. And I wonder, I wasn't in that room. This was a long time ago. 
but she puts that check mark, that that swoosh check mark. And were there people in that room that were? This is ridiculous. This doesn't say Nike. This doesn't say the god of. Uh, I think the, the which which Greek god is Nike? Is a greed of athletics or something athletics. like that? Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Like it doesn't. A- yeah, athletes. It doesn't speak to that. But look how iconic that swoosh is now. She gets a quarter like every time it's used and stuff. So she's doing well. She's doing well. There was a royalty element. She was smart to take like money on the back end. Like that guy that did the first mural at Facebook, he took stock instead of uh, a payment. Like he's doing well. Off one mural, he made millions. But that icon on a shoe means you can charge, is it what, 400% more? Mm -hmm. Think about it because there's the same exact shoe and it's got a champion logo on it and it's $20 at Walmart. Now it's $79 at finish line and you can't even get it at Walmart because it has a Nike check on it. That's branding. Mm -hmm. Nike wasn't what they are uh, now, which is a uber billions of dollars in sales back in the 70s and back before they had that identity. Yeah, they still had shoes, but there wasn't the identity behind it. There wasn't the awareness. The The, the second example I want to give that that's a little bit newer, but an older company and one that's very successful is Pepsi. Pepsi spent a million dollars with a marketing company. That's a lot of money. They already had the logo. We all know it was like, it looks kind of like a circle and it has the red, white, and blue. They spent a million dollars and they don't, they don't regret this. Did you even know their logo was changed over the last couple of years? Did you notice it? Not really. It's subtle. It's very subtle. But for those of you that now will probably all, all my mother listening, Google that Pepsi logo. It it has a different. Uh, what what am I? What word am I looking for? So it would ha- it used to have the red, white, and blue, and there was like this wave. Right. The wave is different. They they modernized it. Okay. They did what they thought they needed to do to get cool again, if you will, because they lost some of that cool factor. But a million dollars went into the research and execution of what, if you put side by side, looks like centimeters Mm -hmm. of change. But there's value there. Look at what they've been able to do. PepsiCo as a company is eating up stuff. They're buying businesses. They own everything. They own Frito-Lay. They own Taco Bell. They own everything. Right, right. It's important that your brand speaks beyond just what it's called. You look, you look, he's totally looking at it. Oh, That's yeah. the new one. The old one. The old one was like right in the middle. Right in the middle. And then now what they've done is they put it at an angle. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That Every, cost a million dollars. Everybody's Googling it as we speak. I know. And the thing that I would argue that yes, a million dollars is a lot of money, but what they were able to accomplish and what they were able to do and get the brand out there in a fresh and new way how do you quantify that when you're when you're dealing in billions? And I know as a small business, you're not at this point. Right. Who but, want, who, who could pay a million dollars right no, now for a logo? But, is- but it's all it's all scale, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's you pay a thousand dollars for a logo because it has an impact of ten thousand on your business. And and you may be like, what? I would never spend a thousand on a logo. Well, what's really interesting is that's actually low for what logos can actually cost, even here in Orlando. We're in the Orlando area. You can go to some of those big marketing companies. You're talking about $5,000 just to sit with them in the meeting, and they didn't even give you a logo yet. Right. That's just to get started. Branding is your power. It's what can keep business running for you when you're not working. Those of you out there that have a business where you're doing a service or you do, it doesn't even matter. If you're making money when you're working, you're doing well. Mm Mm-hmm. But down the road, you need to be able to make money when you're not working. You need to be making money overnight. You need to be making money on your days off. That's what a brand can do. 
versus just a small business. Yeah, your brand's your brand is going to be what what kind of connects everything together. I think also your brand is what what helps sell you too, right? Absolutely. Right? The, that Pepsi logo, the Nike, it sells that, right? So it also gives you that professional side of things that I think builds the trust that you've put the effort, you put the energy, you kind of put a, a a bit of time into your business. I I think that's just just you know, just a little bit of time doesn't have to be much, but just to have something that is recognizable and then making sure that that branding is used throughout your entire consistency, your, your marketing. So when you're, you're sending out, maybe, maybe you're going for, for your website and then you have flyers that you send out, you know, maybe going new school, old school marketing, you know, you're going to want to make sure when people put in that web address that they're going the to a website that's going to feel a little bit similar to maybe that flyer that they have in their hand. That's right. So that way they can kind of go, I'm at the right place. I'm working with the right company. They're seeing the same logo on the business card and on the website. And the thing is, this doesn't have to be something that costs you a million dollars. In fact, many small businesses create their own logo out of the gate start with something, whatever they can, have a friend do it, doesn't matter. We, we, we've got resources we share all the time, things like Fiverr and stuff like that, where there's ways to get this stuff for your small business so that you're at least one step ahead mm -hmm. of the next guy. Because again, in business, you're usually up against something. Mm -hmm. No matter what you do, we, we reference painting houses or, or cleaning houses or any service, there's other people doing it. So what is gonna make you stand out? What's gonna make you different? The credibility you get with having a logo speaks volumes yeah the, the credibility the way you the way your your logo speaks to people too is is that other part you know we we talked about it uh, wow it feels like forever ago it might have been it was uh, when we first started we were talking about the colors and the importance of, yes. of when we kind of were touching a little bit on some of these topics and and our you know we we really felt that we needed to dive into it as we got more and more feedback from our, our listeners about the importance of really having some true deep dives into this. But we talk about the importance of, you know, maybe you're choosing to use a color blue or yellow or red, right? That's got to be, you know, thought of. And, and that's where maybe a, a little bit like, you know, something to get you out of the gate is good. Right. But then using that, that, you know, maybe a marketing company, maybe a digital marketing company, a graphic designer can add that little bit of, of touch to make that logo stand out, pop a little bit. Again, good to start you know, with something better than nothing, but having an expert opinion to make sure that it's, it's right for your needs is, is key. And then, um, also making sure it's, how is it going to print? Right. What, is it gonna, right. Is it going to look good on my material, all mm -hmm. my different collateral pieces? It, it's, it's no mistake that that Pepsi logo is red, white, and blue. That that's on purpose. Mm -hmm. it, it, and it would be very rare that you would see it not in those colors. In fact, coming from them, you're not going to see it, not in those colors. That's what they do. It's important that those colors are maintained. Yeah, it has a little bit of a patriotic feel, just like it's going to be incredibly rare that you see a Coca-Cola logo that's not in that white text right? on a red background. Or they're on the, they have a new product, that life product. They have it on a green background, mm -hmm. but it's still in white. Still the same, still the oh, same, same iconic font. font and everything like that because, because when you see it, you know, know it. It's, it's a beautiful thing when, when something as simple as a font can tell you, what you're looking at without it even spelling the the, the words Coca-Cola. If you saw that font written, your name written in that font, you'd all of a sudden get thirsty. That's that subliminal mm -hmm. action. Disney has that same power. That font 
you know it's Disney, even if it's reading as something else. Mm-hmm. It's that D. It's it, it, with the, the little the, the, the loop and the 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 eye with the line through in the circle. It's it, it's a nostalgic feeling, right? It's a feeling that That's you right. you get that it kind of makes you 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 know want to want to be a kid again. At least for me, it does. They're, Disney's so strong with their branding, they hide Mickey's all throughout their parks and all their collateral, their print. Mm-hmm. They do hidden Mickey's. Uh, Playboy magazine used to do hidden bunnies all over because the brand was so strong, got to that level, mm-hmm. wasn't at first, but got to such a strength where they're they're poking almost fun at the fact that you got to find the logo. You know the logo. Right. You know what it looks like, and here it is. I mean, when you're talking branding, you want to represent yourself for the now and for the future. And really, that's what we're trying to get at here. We kind of, we, we really, we steamrolled the episode with, with logo and brand. And there's so much more to talk about. Many other episodes down the road, we're going to talk specifically about advertising your brand, specifically about what you can do in print and what you can do online. But for now, if you like this podcast and if you like what we're talking about and you found some information that might have been valuable, you got to subscribe and you got to leave us a review. We want to know what you think. This allows us to get our name out there, continue to help small businesses grow and continue to help you do what you need to do, which is grow your small business. You ready for some trivia? I was born ready. Okay. Um, Producer I... extraordinaire, Brian Fritz of Podcasting Done Right, our, our trivia moderator, he knows the wins and the losses. We are now, I believe we're in our ninth episode. I'm seven and one, I think. Is that correct? I wouldn't go that far. I'm yeah. six and two at a minimum. Ryan Fritz is hired for I think another we're day. closer on five and three, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean. I'm going to take the five you know and what? three. You know what? Here's my I strategy. Because I'm start conceding. High, uh, I start high, and now I'm the winner. You know what? You know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why not? It's today. Let's talk about today. Whole, whole new day. You want to go? You know what? You go first. Maybe I'll maybe I'll botch the three. Let's do let's do trivia today. Let's do I it. I think let's instead of worry about the past, let's worry about the future. All right. You ready? I'm undefeated. All right. Question number one. Yep. This newspaper's tagline Stop. is. I don't know it. <laughs> I know it without him even giving the. Tag I know. Line. I think I have it too. But go ahead. Is all the news fit to print? Yeah. What we brand? I, think, I feel like we both that? know this. All the news fit to print. I'm torn between the two because I can't remember. I've asked this at a, at a thing before. Is it the? Oh, it's they have it in the Times. It's it's either the Times or the Journal. Come on, come to me, come to me. I'm in New York Times. All right, you're right. Yeah, it's New yeah. York Times. Yeah. I was actually going to think you were going to use the word "democracy dies in the dark," which is Washington Post. Oh, yeah. interesting. I wouldn't have known that off offhand. Oh, I should. I would have guessed. They changed something. that. Oh. Uh, over the last year because of a certain something that happened yeah. here in the country. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. All right. Interesting. One for one. Feeling it. All right. Uh, that mm-hmm. iconic logo for Twitter. Tweet, tweet. It's a bird. Is it? I mean, it might be. I know, I'm just giving you, I'm giving you crap. So it was named after a basketball player. Can't say crap. What basketball player was it named after? You tell me that bird has a name? It was named after Oh no, a basketball player. I mean, can I just say like Larry? It's an iconic basketball. I'm going to say player. Larry Bird, but I don't know. That sounds that's, too on the nose. That's correct. That's okay. how they got the idea for oh, okay. for Twitter was was off of Larry Bird, I guess. Okay, cool. That just seemed too on the nose. Where I was like, yeah. no, it's Akeem Olajuwon. Sorry, guys. <laughs> 
No, you so, weren't going to go with Maurice Sparrow? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could have really mixed it up with that one. All right. All right. You give me some softballs. I'm 2 no. I, I got a softball for you coming. All right. The famous spokesperson for Priceline.com was called the negotiator. Yeah, the negotiator. I remember this. He was able to use his highly effective persuasion skills to get the best prices. The Shat. There you go. William Shatner. Yeah. The man. You got James it. Tiberius Kirk. The he, one and only. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk about creating a brand. He absolutely created the Priceline Price Priceline did really well with that. They even brought in uh, Kelly Kwakwakwa. I don't know how to say her last name. Kukawa. She's on... Coco. Kakaya. Kakoa. What you said I know is right just doesn't sound right. Mm. And by the way, you know, Shatner got hosed in that deal because he took stock rather than cash. Oh, no. And, and, they, and they dropped? And they dropped to where he had agreed to do X amount. Mm. And he was... Not making any money. So really. now Kelly probably taking money. Oh, guaranteed. Because he's not really in it as much as she is now. Correct. And are you sure it's not Quaqua Quaqua? I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah. No. She's from the Big Bang Theory. I'm she's on the sure Big Bang Theory. Get a negative review from her at this point. If she, you know listens. what? It's Kelly Quaqua So did I go three for three again? You did. Wow. Not again because you didn't get it. Oh, you oh, did. No, get it I last did. Time. Episode eight. I did. So, I'm going to hit you with these three. You got to get all three right to be even even in the realm. You will do well on the first one. We're talking about brand awareness, getting your name out. One of the ways to do that is to put ads out. What is the number one search ad company based on 77.8% control of the revenue in the marketplace of web ads? That's the definition of control right there at that 77%. Is. I'm going to say uh, Google. It's the Google A. Google does all the ads on the internet, four out of five of them at least, yeah. are coming through the Google network. It's the strongest way you could probably spend your money to get in front of the most people. David's on the board. Number two, this kind of is funny that we both you know, put together questions that had to do with newspapers, and I love it. As of data from 2013, because it's only updated since then, which newspaper had the larger circulation, the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times? Dun dun, from 2013. Right, because the data, the data, because yeah. newspaper itself is so antiquated, they can't even get the, the data going right they don't for even know 2017. So this is valid up to four years ago, which again, it hasn't changed much. If anything, both have gone down. Yeah, um, that's not true. Well, which one? One has gone up. The New York Times has definitely gone up. In oh, fact, from the politics, because know. they have hired so many different people. Mm-hmm. Like the New York Times and the Washington Post have seen big spikes in subscriptions to where I believe the Post even hired like 80 people. Are they mm-hmm. big enough to, 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 I guess, stave off what looks inevitable, though? No, not for those particular newspapers. But in the whole, the newspaper business is still in trouble. Yeah. But there are a few that because of what Bumping. they do and what they cover and how good they are and where they're located, they right. can stave this off. Absolutely. I think where you are city-wise is very important in the newspaper business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That gave me some great time to think about. What are the two again? Your Times the Wall Street and Journal. And I'm going to go the with Times. the Wall Street Journal. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. By over half a million. They have better circulation. Well, I, I mean, it's because it's, it's financial. Yeah, maybe and, that. And it's more national. Very small print. I don't like that. <laughs> Every time I grab one, I'm like... Where's my sweet, sweet Orlando Sentinel where it's like 16-point font and I can read everything? Not they, a lot of color pictures oh, either. No pictures no. either. It's a dense read, okay? There, there's a certain person that takes that in and enjoys it, and it's not me. All righty. So this could get you tied. 
And I don't like even saying that. Just oh, yeah. felt like just actually it would be for the win because it's you know later. It's wow. the more recent one. Oh, you know yeah, what I hurts think... when people remember what I say and and use it against me. It hurts when they remember what I say and use it against me. I'll remember that. Let's not jinx it. Podcastingdoneright.com. TechCrunch, you've heard of this. Yeah. I know we both watch Silicon Valley. We like that show. TechCrunch is a real thing. It put out some numbers last year for the amount of minutes that people spend on Facebook each day. I'm going to give you, just like I gave a billion last, last episode, I'm going to give you within five minutes. Within five minutes, how many minutes does the average person, on average, do the people spend on Facebook a day? This is TechCrunch putting it out. I didn't make it up. TechCrunch. TechCrunch. They give out money. And within five minutes? I, I, feel, I feel like... So I, it's got to be more than five is what you learned from that. Well, yeah. Um, I'm giving you five. Should I want to go big or I want to go small. What? I want to go big. What do you mean? I want to go big or I want to go small. What does that mean? Oh, like the number of minutes. He wants to go what? 10 minutes? I don't understand. No, no. I mean... um, How many minutes do you spend on the Facebook? Um, That's where I'm not a a huge user of it. So I I have to probably take mine and multiply it by like three. Brian, what about you? I mean, I check it a couple of times a day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to quantify it too because you got to add yeah. it up. Like, what did I did I did I click on something? Did I did I send a message to somebody? Did right. I use the Facebook Messenger, mm-hmm. which would count, right? I w- it does would. Does that does does that count? It the, would. Okay, they so, have two billion users. Come yeah, on, yeah. So I'm gonna go with one hour and forty five minutes. One hour and forty five minutes, Brian. I know you got a guess here. I'd say a lot lower than that. I would too. I'd say probably around the twenty minute mark. Okay. I was, if you took what you guys did, smashed it together, divided by two, 45 would have been a great guess. It's uh, not the guess you made. That was like, I, when I said I want to go low and I want to go high. and then I, I was, didn't know your low was going to be 45 because yeah. that's dead on what it is. 50 minutes. Uh, really? 50 minutes. It used to be 40. Two years ago, it was 40. It's going up still. See, I'm surprised by that because I, I, I was thinking about people that only check it once a day. Right. It's a low number. Now yeah. I don't, but I didn't deep dive into the the article. I'm not sure if it's people because like, do I count for an hour and a half because I leave it up? Yeah, but and I, I kind of think so. When you're on Facebook Messenger and you're going back and forth, yeah, I mean, people are using it like text. At that's this point. true. So that's maybe why I, I thought that number has to be. I think higher my than usage 40. might be more like 90 minutes a day because so I now, leave it up. I promote something. I'll I'll send a message here and there. I'll share this or that. But I'm not like on it hard but it, for but, 50 minutes. But if you look at a majority of people, they're posting throughout the, the day. day. Absolutely. So there has to be more than 45 minutes. That it's 50. Yeah, 50. I mean, there has to be. But some people are like you. So it's an average. Yeah. 10 minutes. What we learned here today is that I am an unstoppable force. And, oh my God, you're fake. <laughs> It's like both, for those of you listening at home, what just happened, which was so great, it was like both Brian and David had to, I guess, prepare themselves for what was about to come, which is me just simply speaking fact. Just died a little inside, but that's all. You know, David, you could wrap this up and I can just turn this microphone off. Yeah, it'd be great if we could just shut that down. I'll be happy to read the closing. my greatness knows no bounds thanks so much for listening today to keep up on all future episodes make sure you subscribe on itunes google play whatever favorite tool you use to listen to podcasts to help you stay up to date with the latest of 
the I Want Business Podcast. If you wanted to reach out to us, we're available through email. Go ahead and email us at podcast at IWantClarity.com. We want to hear from you, what you like, what you don't like, and uh, you know, see what other future episodes you want to hear about. Reach out to us. This has been our episode. We're going to talk about goals next. He can't be the last one to speak. It's me. Oh. <laughs>